Yeah, so as I was saying, it's about a hundred pages into this thing. And there's just I, it's gonna sound dumb when I describe I'm gonna sound like an idiot when I describe it, but there's a lot of words on this page. Uh President Obama it, was not uh, efficient. Uh, uh, but it's Obama. I mean, does I? I, I have to say, I've I've never read. Um, I, I've I've never read one of his books, but I love hearing the guy talk. I mean, he can he can definitely string a speech together. Yeah. So I would imagine that his prose has to be pretty good. It's good. Don't get like it's not like. It's not a slog at all. It's like really interesting to read. He's very frank. Um, I it's the first book of his I've read too, and I really enjoying what I read. I just a don't make the time, and b it's just like they're they're fitting like the type is so small. It's got to be eight point. <laughs> um, <laughs> Like, maybe nine. Like, it's just... Like, they... And there's barely any spacing between the lines. They're just... You're getting, like, three books in one here. And this is, like, the first part of... This is the memoir part one. So... So, it's, like, his campaign. And I think the first four years. And then... He's gonna come out with part two like see you know i i do you do audiobooks i i do but i um i i got the um i do and I, I really enjoy them and i think i would enjoy it this way but i don't think i would even have like you only get for one you have to wait lot if you're doing it through the library you have to wait like a year and then you only have it for three weeks. And oh. I can't imagine me finishing an audiobook of this magnitude in three weeks, especially if it's unabridged. And I've used my Audible trial already because I wanted to uh. listen to Lincoln in the Bardo uh, with his like hundred voice cast. Um, the, the George Saunders. Yeah. Um, and that was well worth the use of my trial, but. Um, like I also, but it's just, I don't want to, I, yeah, I I would do it, but I just don't, like, I barely have time to listen to the podcast I subscribe to, um, because I don't want, uh, like I listen to them in the car. I'm never in the car anymore because, uh, well, because you don't have a commute or anything like that. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't, I don't either, but. (laughs) Uh, you know, I'm, I I think that the that anything that Amazon owns, which includes Audible, should be included in Prime if you if you pay for Prime. Right, I agree. Um, speaking of which, Amazon, I hear you're looking for podcasts. Um, <laughs> um. I mean, and and you've got two stellar podcasters right here. I, I I think that you know, especially when we launch our exciting new endeavor after we're done with the good place. Yeah, um, you know, you would be remiss. You would mm-hmm. be remiss to pass us up. I mean, it's and to our listeners, 
we're not selling out. We're buying in. <laughs> there you go. Uh, there you go. Like, I know, like, if, if for some reason, Be- Jeff Bezos, if you're listening, um, we, uh, We'd love to be part of your your family, uh, Mr. Trillionaire. Um, And to our listeners, especially those who are small business minded, we're not selling out. We're buying in. But, you know. (laughs) You know, at this point, I got to tell you, at this point, if somebody, it, it, it would have to be like, I would have to know that the corporation that was purchasing, um, our intellectual property as a podcast were like white supremacist uh, bigots, uh, like just the worst fucking company. I, 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 you know, I, I, I pride myself on personally being a very principled, uh, you know, liberal, um, you know, You're like, but, you're like, um, yeah. in the first season of The Good Place, um, you're the boyfriend who wants to go protesting in front of the chicken nugget place. I, I would protest in front of the, the chicken nugget place, but also, I mean, honestly, if, if somebody wants to pay me to, to do something that, uh, I get currently no money for and spend an awful lot of my time doing, uh, I'm not going to say no. Well, I mean, yeah, as long as it's not for David Duke's podcast company or. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, yeah. So, hey, Gimlet, Bezos, uh, Earwolf. You know, Earwolf, yeah, sure. Stitcher. I, I take I take some of that uh, that Scott Ackerman cash, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know that. I, I say that, but I would I would very actually much. Uh, I I'm too I, I I can't do it. I have too much like of a conscience. I I would be researching whoever wanted to buy us out, and if I didn't agree with their politics, I would say no. <laughs> Well, for one, um, you labeled our podcast as intellectual property. Um, <laughs> Are you saying we're not intellectual? <laughs> <laughs> I would just say it's your property. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I don't know. I think it, it's, it has, I think there's, and it has value. <laughs> I think that I think that you sir are selling our 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 show and the people who listen to us short. <laughs> um uh, <laughs> people people tune in for the entertainment and they stay for the uh for the discourse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean the I, well, you know, the well-researched, very uh, insightful, um, you know, philosophical, uh, and and uh, witty. Mm-hmm. Uh, who uh, who else can say they came up with uh, Sesame Street After Dark? 
this guy. We have we have come up with many gems here, sir. Yes. It's it's yeah, uh it's late night on Sesame Street. Yeah, late night on Sesame Street. Uh mm-hmm. um anyway, I guess we should uh introduce ourselves. Oh yeah, let's let's name the show that we want people to buy. <laughs> <laughs> this is what the fork? I'm Jared. I'm Jason. You can find us at uh, What the Fork Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, email us at whattheforkpod at gmail.com. And please do rate and review us on whatever service you're listening to us on. And, uh, you know, if you can spare a few shekels, uh, you know, throw, throw something down for us either by donating through the uh, link in the podcast, uh, the show notes, or... Um, or, or Patreon, or finding our stuff on Redbubble. Mm. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, if you have a few more shekels, get yourself a mask or a tote bag. I'm, I'm saying, yeah, there you go. Oh, we're the NPR uh, podcasts. You get a tote bag if you buy one. <laughs> 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 Yes, we'll send you a free tote bag that you pay for. Yeah. <laughs> if you go to Redbubble and you give them some money they'll send for a tote bag, they'll give you a tote bag. <laughs> and people will say, what the fork is that? And I'll be like, exactly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> When I, you know, Jared, when I go, when I go outside to, you know, read my, you know, semi-intellectual magazines, I bring my what the fork tote bag with me and people just go, hmm, (laughs) that looks like a smart guy. (laughs) Unfortunately, you sit there with the, with the tote bag blank side out. Yeah. Well, I also read as I'm wearing my, you know, uh, uh, my um, mask, the fork up chili babies. Uh, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, the mask. Yeah. So, and then yep. it, it completes the ensemble. I, I'm, I'm feeling more and more, more uh, uh, nauseated the, the more shilling we do. So, uh, <laughs> you can find the, the uh, much more masterful. Uh, uh, shill at Jason E. Kyle K E I L on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find um, Mr. Um, I don't, uh, I don't sell it to Nazis um, like, <laughs> like a good human, <laughs> like a good human being uh, at LTD underscore engagement on the Twitter, drop the underscore like it's hot on the Instas. <laughs> that's basic. That's like as basically good human being as you can get. That's yeah. that's a, a, the, at the lowest end. You know, the the base of the pyramid is Mister. I don't uh, sell out to Nazis. Yeah, I mean, I want them to know that you are basically a good human being, and you have um, you have to have uh, cute I, pictures of your cat. Yeah, I, I try. So I try. You have cute pictures of your cat, and you don't sell it to Nazis. So. I mean, you're a good human twice. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, anyway, but yes. Yeah, so before we got way off track, it's just I. I think that I, that's one. I, I don't typically do audiobooks. Um, if it's something you know, like an audio drama kind of thing, I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it would be. I think that Obama's memoir might be one that I would prefer on audio. I would. Yeah. The more I think about, it, the more I like it. I just know I don't have the time, uh, or you know, to do it and. Like I, it's, um, they're more expensive than the book itself. So I just rather read the book and imagine his, yeah, uh, you know, his, his dulcet tones. Yes. Um, as I read and, um, yeah, it, it works out pretty well. So what are you reading there, champ? Uh, you know, uh, I, I just finished Nick Hornby's new book. Which was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing about even a like a not great Nick Hornby book is that he's his he's still very engaging. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just always liked his his voice. Um, but it's I don't know it's a it's a subject that. I mean, he packs a lot in. I don't know if you know that much about the premise of the book, but it's it's written. Um, uh, it's it starts just as people are voting for Brexit, um, and then finishes um, very close to now, uh, and so it's it's kind of and then it follows a relationship over the course of that. And it's, uh, it's the relationship is between, uh, a, a white woman in her forties and a black man in his twenties. This already sounds Um, problematic. There's exactly. I mean, is, is Nick Hornby, the right person to be telling this story, I guess is, is kind of like, I couldn't get over that as I was reading it. Um, uh-huh. and he's done that on a couple of occasions, um, where he's told a story that I thought was interesting, but I wasn't sure if he was the right person to tell that story. Uh, and you know, it has, it has its moments, uh, but I don't, know that it was completely successful and uh it's not one of my favorites of his but like i said i did enjoy reading it anyway um and you know there there were some very interesting points that i thought he navigated pretty well uh so i mean it's something where if you've never read a nick hornby book before it's not what i would say people should start with but if you already like nick hornby then i think you would probably enjoy it um, and then I, 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 I started two new books. I, I, um, am reading how to write one song by Jeff Tweedy mm-hmm. and, uh, who, as you know, made an appearance on our podcast last week. And, uh, <laughs> More and, like uh, made an appearance on our podcast, on our social media feed last week, but <laughs> he looked like he was judging our zoom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, just thought the composition of the of the screens I had up at that 
point in time was was very amusing to me. It may not have been amusing to anybody else, but it was amusing to me. Uh, and sometimes that's enough. Uh, and then I'm also reading the new book by Jonathan Lethem called The Arrest. Um, and I'm not very far into it. I, I really, really like Jonathan Lethem. I think Motherless Brooklyn and Fortress of Solitude uh, are two of the finest novels ever written. Um, and he has some very strong work besides those two. But he also has just sometimes just when he's not good, he he just writes... And this is coming from me, keep in mind, right? This is mm. me saying this. He writes the most just pretentious shit. <laughs> it's the sort of thing that makes me roll my eyes. And again, this is me. You know me. Uh, so, I mean, if I'm saying that, his pretension has to be up to like past 11. He's up to 12. Yeah, I was going to say, if there's anyone who knows pretension <laughs> firsthand. <laughs> Yeah. Um so so this is interesting uh, be- uh you know it's it's uh it's a little in the vein uh I I don't know exactly you know it, it may turn out to not be a good comparison but it's it's in that kind of sh- similar genre as the road it's like a an event has happened and this is society uh after that event. What um kind of sort of a a a you know dystopian near future it's just um it's just the same book that uh our friend uh of the podcast ashley naftal uh reviewed for av club where uh you don't get sushi I, anymore I, I i yes uh i'm sure it must be and as much as i love ashley uh and consider him a dear friend and a wonderful human being I make it my business to, especially with books, avoid all reviews uh, until I've read it and formed my own opinion. Okay. I just... uh, So... Yeah, I I do recall um, him reviewing, I think, yeah, it was the, I think it was the Lethem book where um, it's a dystopian society where you can't get sushi to go anymore and it strangely mirrors our own sad reality. Uh, that that's I mean it must be the same thing must yes. be yeah um, alright um, that was book corner <laughs> well I mean you know we were already talking about books it, it seemed yeah. like not a bad a bad no thing no, to, no, no, uh, no I just uh, I keep um, keep th- keep thinking I want to go to the bookstore and buy more books and I mean, the Obama one was like a gimme, but, um, but I have like a pile in addition to the, uh, infinite just that keeps collecting dust (laughs) on my book (laughs) counter. Um, I have so many books, uh, that I have not read. Um, I, you know, I, I, I have shelves with, with books that I haven't read yet. Um, and yet I go to the bookstore, but, uh, and I hadn't for a long time, but after, 
you know, this whole year, I'm just like, you know what? I need to, I need to walk over to changing hands and browse books and pick something up. And, 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 uh, I have sort of, uh, you know, so far been able to stick to, I don't go over there and buy something unless, uh, until I've finished the last thing I bought from there. So yes, I have a backlog and I will probably not live long enough to clear it. Uh, but you know, so far, at least in this, uh, you know, this fall slash winter, uh, I have, uh, I, I have at least read what I've bought before I buy something else. Hey, and you know what, Jared, speaking of shilling, do, do people know that like when you're not podcasting, you own a small press? Oh call yeah. It, call it who and while that, you know, releases the most interesting books like ever put to paper. Yeah, it's like the uh um It's like McSweeney's is about it? the pretension. Like, oh well, I was gonna say it's it's like the Dosekis of books. Who <laughs> <laughs> dot com <laughs> the most interesting books in the world. <laughs> That's H O O T N W A D D L E dot C O M. Yeah, we've um, uh, we've actually, you know, we've gotten a, a couple of books with some some uh, really nice reviews lately too. So uh, even even if let's say the press were to fold. Um, I can at least I can at least say, hey, some reviewers read us. It feels like, uh, I mean, honestly, it's probably more like the Velvet Underground of uh, of of um, of of presses because like mm-hmm. hardly anybody has ever heard of them, uh, and uh, but it, or hardly anybody bought any of their records. But everybody that did started a rock band. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. Well, <laughs> something to that effect. Yeah, you're you're um, you're paraphrasing Brian Eno there. God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I can't disagree. But you know what? Christmas is coming, so you know, get uh, get the person you love or the person you hate. Uh, Who was I? I think I was watching. It must have been. I think it must have been the Tweety show that I was watching where um, Jeff Tweety was was quoting Bon Jovi in the uh, um, having said that uh, critics love Elvis Costello because they all look like Elvis Costello. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> um. I mean, it's it's they're not wrong. I'm, I'm you know, uh, I'm I'm uh, sitting here with my black horn rimmed glasses. So it's I, I mean, literally, the man, uh, the man uh, did define my uh, my frame choice for the last uh, twenty two years. So um, it is part of my identity. Yeah. Uh, ah, yeah, my know, image. I, I, uh, <laughs> my image, exactly. And uh, yeah, he presides over all of my work too. Him and Marin. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like 
that's the the uh, what is it? Uh, I guess for other people it would be saints. For me, it's Mark Maron and Elvis Costello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, shall we uh, talk about the uh, second to last episode of? I guess, yeah. I mean, I feel like I, I keep talking because I'm avoiding discussing the episode, and I'm not avoiding it because I dislike the episode. I actually really love this episode, but it made me feel so sad. Yeah. It um, did. I've been looking forward I, I, to this episode, and I'll explain why uh, when okay. we get to it. Um, well, yeah. I mean, we might as well, let's, let's, might as well get into it. We uh, might even be able to keep this episode uh, brief-ish because uh, as it's a not what the people want. We're going to have to, and well, no, it, it'll be kind of like a, 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 a respite for our listeners who are going to have to endure like a five-hour finale. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, I'm, sir. I'm only joking a little. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be this. three. Come on. <laughs> it'll be the titanic of podcasts <laughs> netflix description on this episode episode 12 uh is titled patty arriving at a new place michael receives an unexpected honor meanwhile the rest of the group explores and discovers a shocking truth Two things. Uh, you improvised there. Uh, it's, it learns a shocking truth is what at least my Netflix says. And uh, the, the other thing is uh, that's, that's very facetious, the uh, unexpected honor. <laughs> 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 I have much to say about this unexpected honor. We're finally headed to the good place. It's the me of places. I, I got in. I can say stuff like that again. <laughs> Are you sure we're going the right way, Janet? Well, I've never been to the good place before, but yes, I'm sure. How? Because it feels like I'm on my way home. Flying puppies! You're almost there, just a little further. Flying puppies? <laughs> Dang it, Michael. Why didn't you think of that for your neighborhood? These guys are good. Uh, they missed a prime opportunity to, uh, a really solid opportunity to play Up, Up, and Away by Fifth Dimension. I'm sure, I'm sure it was because the, the, the rights were just a bitch to get. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, I, they also have missed many opportunities since they're in a balloon They've missed plenty of opportunities to do a Wizard of Oz, Oz reference here, and they're just—they're really missing the boat. I do, um, I do enjoy the um, transition to the title card, though. Uh, that yeah, that was good. Yeah, uh, I, I, welcome. I You've arrived it. at the good place. Yeah, what other song could they have used for like balloon for balloons or some other balloon songs? 99 Luft Balloons. Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, there's a great XTC song called uh, The Last Balloon. Okay. Uh, that I think is on... I think it's on Apple Venus One. Okay. Um, yeah. There you go. 
I mean, that's been balloon corner. <laughs> I'm just saying, like you know, that those fifth dimension rights. I'm sure they're pretty pricey. Uh, I. But I think it's the only one that would have fit because it would have been so cheesy that it would have been perfect for. For that. Well, if it, I mean, if it's it also, in, it, it would have been too much, but uh, it might have been the right kind of too much. Well, if it's in, it would have fit in even more later in the episode when, um, uh, you know, a certain substance is consumed. Uh, <laughs> That's one of my favorite parts. It's another, another missed opportunity. Um, but, uh, hey. Yeah. I mean, it's it too late now. They made the show. They, it's too late now, yeah. Michael. Well, when we do our reboot, yeah. So when they do, <laughs> when they reboot the show, let's make, let's make notes for for yeah when they're ready to uh, to, yeah. to reboot the good place. Yeah, when you're ready for us, let, let us know. Um, mm-hmm. One other thing I kind of want to observe here is that. Um, uh, the good place, the pretty much the entire good place, uh, is the gay in Los Angeles. No, that I mean that definitely I could see that. I was going to say a hospital campus, a really like swanky hospital campus, but yeah, I mean that that checks as well. No, it's it's I I it is. It is but yeah, you're saying it's the actual place. It yeah, is the I, actual I, gay, I, like the inside, the outside. It's all the gay. Uh, yeah. So. So if you ever want to visit the good place, um, it's if you're from Phoenix, it's a, it's a five hour trip away. <laughs> <laughs> In a beautiful balloon. Yeah, or down <laughs> down I ten, uh, um, and enjoy the smog and <laughs> <laughs> enjoy the smog. And but the art's nice, and so is the view. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, just don't go outside. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. See, when she lands in Oz, excited, incredulous, much taller than everyone else around me. What's everyone want to do first? <laughs> Racing go-karts with monkeys. Sure. It's my lifelong dream. Monkeys are the ideal go-kart opponents. They're funny enough to give the finger, but not smart enough to win. Does that mean me? You're a good Janet, and we're in the good place. I don't know who else it would be. Okay, no pressure. I was born to do this, not born. Okay, so I now know all the information about the good place. In a nutshell, it slaps. First thing to tell you, humans can't see the good place all at once, or their brains will be scrambled. Cool, maybe I'll finally get some of those squigglies on my brain. Doctor said my brain's as smooth as an egg. You will need to wait out here for a bit so you can adjust. When you're ready, you will be honored with a welcome gala magically planned by The Good Place based on your personalities. Like the targeted Instagram ad of parties. You know, I bought the coolest sunglasses from one of those ads. Look. Whoa. It's like I'm inside the internet. (laughs) Okay, could we just keep moving? You look a little pale. Did you get sick from the hot air balloon? I bet if you throw up, it'll just be butterflies or something. (laughs) I'm fine. I just, um... I don't belong here. There's no telling what will happen to a demon who steps foot in this place. Promise me if I'm vaporized, you guys just keep having fun. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So, I, 
I don't know another missed want. opportunity. Okay, what's the missed opportunity? And then I'll get into the deep shit. Um, the the missed opportunity was actually having Michael throw up rainbows and unicorns and shit. Yes, yeah, that would have been fun to see. Uh, I don't know that I want the afterlife to be like a social media algorithm. Yeah, there's yeah, I because okay, because right now, like months ago, I bought a watch. Um, and I pretty sure it's because I clicked on an ad. Um, this was pre-COVID, <laughs> um, back when I could afford such, you know, elegant timepieces. Uh, it was actually just a, uh, it was a, uh, James Bond watch because. Oh yeah. The James Bond swatch, right? Yeah. It was With the James the... Bond swatch. <laughs> Cause yeah. I'm a nerd. Anyway. <laughs> Everything on Instagram, everything on Facebook um, has been a, a watch ad ever since. Like for nine months straight, uh, like these handmade watches, like with like cool faces and shit. And of course, I click on them because I want to like learn more about them. And they're definitely out of my price range because everything is right now. Um, <laughs> I'm just like, I don't want to go to the good place and like be up to my elbows in watches, literally <laughs> like up to my elbows and watches and yeah, cool watches. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I do. I have a problem with that. I, I think that the, uh, um, I, I've, I've, I've read that you are supposed to log out of your social media accounts before you like go browsing basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, who wants to keep doing the logging out and logging back in and all that? And of course that's how they get you because it's the inconvenience of having to do that all the time. So then you get hit with the targeted ads and, and, uh, you know, when I was looking for like, when I was looking at couches for when I moved and all that kind of thing, all I got, you know, on Instagram were ads for Joybird and, and uh you know other various couch companies love sack and, uh, did you say love sack yeah there's a couch company well i think it's like beanbag chairs but they're called love sack no i did not get ads for that but that no could joke be because i wasn't looking at at beanbags well they're they're like fan, they're like um they're like furniture for upper middle class college students who are living off campus. That'd yeah, be see, the best way to describe that, it. I'm like about 20 years older than that. <laughs> so it doesn't really appeal to me. <laughs> I'm just saying, dude. <laughs> just... Um, I mean, most, most of the furniture I own came from Ikea. So it's like... Uh, anyhow... But that that's yeah, I just and and we'll get deeper into this as as we continue to learn more about the good place. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that um and, and and of course also I'm having to come at this from a place of I don't believe in there being an afterlife. So getting uh you know seeing what somebody's idea of an afterlife is 
here on this show, mm -hmm. all I'm thinking of is, you know, how many problems I have with it mm -hmm. uh, and how much I wouldn't want that. So um, There's one other thing I kind of want to bring up here, um, just kind of like a continuation of the deep, I don't know if it was a necessarily deep conversation, but um, I'm still rather annoyed with the um, jokes at Jason's expense. Uh, the squiggles on the brain, smooth as an egg type talk. Um, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't as annoyed by it in this episode as I was the last episode, no, especially because of some of the callbacks Yeah. Um, later on. And he, again, like some of his... Like his his profound moment in this episode, I thought, uh, is the sort of thing that I like from him, which is uh, it, that it has a little more to it, and it has like some genuine insight where it's not just some mm -hmm. lame ass. Uh, it's definitely a bear on this episode, but it's still like it. I think it well, was still lingering when I watched this yesterday. Exactly, you can't unsee it. Yeah. And when I saw who wrote this episode, Megan, um, the person who mm. got in trouble, uh, I it just it hurts. I, it doesn't hurt me, but it just grates even more because it. Like I said, I, I Jason's a Jason's a doofus. It's been established for you know the entire run of the show. The entire run of the show, but. Um, I feel like he just hasn't, uh, <laughs> like, the jokes are, like, like it's, it's it's run its course. And it's probably a good, I guess, it, it it's a testament to, like, how smart Shore was to cancel this, to, to end it after four seasons. Yeah, that it had a definite, I mean, we, we talked about this this last time, so I don't think we need to go into it too deeply again. But, uh, mm -hmm. I mean... If if we got another four seasons of this, I I would have checked out because mm -hmm. uh, after a while, Jason's character was was getting played out by the end. Uh, honestly, Tahani's character was getting played out by the end. Mm -hmm. um, so I mean, it's I think yeah I think it's a it's a good thing. Well, I mean, and. Um like it gets referenced um, later on, like in literally like a minute from now. Mm -hmm. uh, I think of um, I think of a show like Twin Peaks, um, which um, they they wanted to drag out that show. Mm -hmm. uh, you were never supposed to find out who murdered Laura Palmer, um, and. The um, the boys upstairs, it was Bob Iger, who was running ABC at the time, said, you have to solve it. And that's when everyone mm -hmm. lost interest in the show. Cause, but I kind of wondered, like, how long would they have let it play out until before someone else had stepped in? Like, I like not knowing. Uh, I like, because I was so interested in the other people, like the side mm -hmm. characters on the show. Um like it gets, it got to the point where like I didn't matter to me who murdered Laura Palmer. I like to see what happened with Bobby and uh, you know everyone else. Um, 
Mm-hmm. And I uh, just, I think, kind of for a comparison, I think Twin Peaks probably ended too soon. And then, um, but then at the same time, uh, this may be the um, the baby bear porridge of TV shows, uh, where it's just ended at just it's the just right running. time. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, uh, Twin Peaks uh, was definitely the too hot. Um, the uh, office is definitely too cold, <laughs> and. <laughs> Uh, and the good, the good place, place is just right. Yeah, it's just right. It's baby bear porridge. <laughs> <laughs> so soothing. Feels like my brain is being massaged by a by baby, baby deer. deer. Oh boy, what if that's some sort of demon alarm to you, alert the cops that I'm here? You want me to hold your weed? I don't have weed. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Oh, yeah, okay, now I do. Take this. I think that's an endorsement of weed, by the way. Oh, yeah. Be- I, that, that you get it in the good place if you think about it. Yeah, I think so. I think uh, I think God wants you to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> They're ready for you to move inside. The good place committee is waiting for us. Oh man, look at this place! <laughs> okay, so we got to go back for just a second and see what those signs were, and just pause them at exactly Take this. the right. They're ready for you to move inside. The good place committee is waiting for us. Okay, energy, so en- you, energy had, you had when you were 12, yeah, which en- are, are packs of Smarties. Right. Fully, fully understand. Oh, <laughs> that's great. It's ring pops that allow you to fully understand the meaning of Twin Peaks. <laughs> <laughs> which I'm pretty sure David Lynch doesn't even fully understand the meaning of Twin Peaks. And like, he. You know what? The return only made it more convoluted. <laughs> Have you you've seen the return? I've seen the return. Yeah, I love I think the return. We've talked about this before. Yeah, I love the return. Uh, and I did not. Well, that's fine. You don't have. I to. mean, I there there were things about it that I thought were amazing. There were there were there were parts of it that I thought were fucking genius. Mm-hmm. But overall, I didn't need it. Uh, and I know that that's not a necessarily popular opinion. I get it. Don't hate me. Don't at me with hate. Whatever the kids are doing. Uh, but <laughs> for once, I'm not going to give you shit. Um, okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. All right. So enjoy this. Cool, enjoy cool. this. Call this your early, uh, your, your holiday present. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks. No, you're welcome. Oh man. Look at this place. Carly Kloss did like. Who's Carly Kloss? See, I was going to say, and I have no idea who Carly Kloss is. <laughs> Okay, let's let's just not know. For there's something. <laughs> oh no! But now, like I, I was preparing like for this. It up a, okay, I was preparing for this. Um, Carly Kloss is an American fashion model. Vogue Paris declared her one of the top three models of the 2000s when she was 17. On the runway, she's known for her panther-like walk. Uh, <laughs> She was a Victoria's Secret angel from 2013 to 2015. Um, and, um, yeah, I, um, uh, but, um, apparently, uh, according to Google, people, people always, uh, ask, 
uh, people ask, are Carly Cross and Taylor, Kloss and Taylor Swift friends? Um, <laughs> I've never cared about anything less. Yeah, apparently they still are. Um, <laughs> and um, oh, Jesus. So there you go. And apparently, um, uh, she, um, she married the brother of Jared Kushner. Um, so she's related to the Trumps in a weird way. By marriage? By marriage. Uh... I wouldn't mind hearing every nice thing anyone has ever said about me behind my back, uh, because I, I, I don't, you know, it's just one of those, you know, uh, features of my personality that I always assume people are talking shit about me. Mm -hmm. If they talk about me at all, that they're talking shit about me. Yeah. Um, they are. (laughs) (laughs) That actually makes me feel better. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm right. <laughs> it's, a, it's okay. They're talking shit about me too. Um, in fact, I'm probably the reason why they're talking shit about you. So it's shit talk by association. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I've sullied your reputation, sir. You, you just took you took a the, you took the self loathing even one step further. So. I'm sorry I brought Bra- you down. Bravo. With- yeah. <laughs> like me. I knew it. So about this party, is everyone in the good place invited? Like, is Aristotle going to be there? Sorry, Chidi. Aristotle's in the bad place. He defended slavery. Socrates. No, too annoying. Very loud chewer. <laughs> Plato. <laughs> slavery again. Ooh, you know who is here? Hypatia of Alexandria. Do you know her? Hypatia of Alexandria. That's right. Ah, yeah. I know her. (laughs) Hypatia, I'm going to ask her so many questions pertaining to grand ideas about the universe. Like, why? Oh, oh, and also, how? Ooh. Welcome to the good place, everyone. Michael, so happy you made it. You look radiant. You have the calming yet authoritative presence of a bomb-sniffing dog. I'd just like to say thank you so much for letting me be here with my friends. I know it's unorthodox for someone like myself to visit the good place, but it's just so wonderful. And I don't have any weed on me, so no need for the cops. (laughs) Michael, Michael, you and your friends are heroes, and you are more than welcome here. In fact, we have some very exciting news. While the rest of you get settled in, we want to give Michael a swearing-in ceremony so he can become an official good place architect. Huh. Oh, my goodness. Michael, please, follow us. So I like how uh, all of Chi's heroes um, are getting their penises flattened, uh, except for one. Except Hypatia. <laughs> yeah. Like, all because uh, of... Yeah. Yeah, it's... And, uh, and I like, you know, I mean, the reasons are valid. Yeah. Uh, slavery, mm-hmm. slavery, and uh, annoying. Really loud chewer. <laughs> I like to ask you. Why? Nobody likes a loud chewer. It's true. It's it's true. Nah. That's why I keep telling. <laughs> that's why I keep telling my boys. No one likes a loud chewer. So deal with your mouth closed. <laughs> yep. 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 
Uh, and uh, I have nothing to say about the good place people at this point because uh, I know what's to come. <laughs> at which point I have much to say about the good place people. <laughs> Sounds good. But I like that one of the things that uh, that had like a, a its own little table uh, was uh, was Grandma's hugs. Yeah, one of the. Uh, it's a lip balm, I think, that uh, he was sniffing yeah. or something, and. Yep. Yeah. Holy fork! That is a soothing chime. <laughs> really, is the most incredible chime I've ever heard, and that is coming from someone whose godfather is the most famous clock in the world. Is Big Ben? Somehow, your godfather? Mm-hmm. That sound means... That's just too far. That's too fucking no, far. It's Big Ben is nobody's godfather. <laughs> yeah, it's... it's that's pretty I was much done the, at that point. I'm like, that's that's it? It's it's literally the lamest no name drop uh, that is, uh, of the entire show. It's a fucking clock. It's, <laughs> it cannot be your godfather. Oh man It's party time When you walk through The event space will transform into a party Perfectly tailored to your essences Let's link arms And walk through together This is the Jacksonville Super Suites Hotel Ballroom where I had my prom and also traffic court. But this has to be my party because that's the bedpan that Stone Cold Steve Austin used to beat up Vince McMahon in 1998. It was a classic moment. Don't judge me. I'm so sorry, guys. The Good Place uses your life experiences to plan the perfect party, but... It's only designed for one person at a time. When you walked in as a group, it became a mishmash of all four of us. It's perfect. Um, no, it's not, Eleanor, because there's no go-kart track and no monkeys. No offense, but you're being a real smooth brain right now. See those green doors? You can use them to visit any time or place, real or imagined. Just think about where you want to go and what you want to do and walk on through. So one could walk amongst the dinosaurs or witness the very first production of Hamlet at the Globe Theatre. I'm going to go Tokyo Drift for monkeys. Seen a thousand years. Do you mind if I go find Hypatia? All right. So um, that is a lot of WWE references in literally one minute of this show. There's these. You know. They're but the, they're the standees. I knew so. who Stone Cold Steve Austin was and Vince McMahon. I'm so proud I was of very you. Proud of myself. Um, on the frame that or we have, ashamed. Ha- I wasn't sure. They were very. They're very close on the spectrum. Um, on the frame that we have it now, do you see Stone Cold Steve Austin in the picture? I I do not. Oh, in the back, but yes, I do. By the uh, uh, the okay. return of the shrimp ve- of the of the shrimp machine. Now, is that because um, you actually know what he looks like, or because he's the only wrestling standee in the frame? No, because I also recognize The Rock uh, when they did a pan past him as well. Well, uh, that's I, a I, you know. So I I'll tell you what. Well, that's a I given, did... sir, because because that is. You know, everyone knows who Dwayne The Rock Johnson is. Um, okay, I, I, I'll just say that I did 
I, I, I have a brother who's, who's a couple years younger than I am, who was very, uh, well, and continues to be uh, very much uh, uh, sort of the antithesis, the sort of polar opposite of, of me. Uh, he liked sports and, uh, and uh, followed wrestling. Okay. Um, so I would I I at at that point in the '90s I did uh, absorb some of the culture of that walking through the room. Mm-hmm. So uh, I did I I, I have a, a small window during which I sort of know what uh, what some of that stuff is. Okay. One last question, uh, and you pass the test uh, of uh, what does Jared know or not know today this week. <laughs> um, was there or was there not a standee of Triple H in uh, the party? Uh, you know what? If there was, I didn't catch it. Okay. Um, but I do know who that is. Okay. The, the answer is yes. There was a standee of Triple H. Um, but I'm, I'm proud of you. Um, uh, you've, you've he's, pa- he's the kind of like big uh, – well, that's not going to – that describes a lot of wrestlers, but the, 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 the guy with the long blonde hair and the, and the, uh, like five o'clock shadow stuff. Who are you dude? Because this is not Jared Duran. <laughs> I'm saying I didn't, I didn't like sit there and watch any of it. Uh, I, you know, I, I couldn't tell you who fought who necessarily, but, uh, you know, I, I absorbed some of it. So I, I heard these names on the television, usually while I was trying to read something. It's, it's, um, it's funny because you're acting like as if I discovered your Playboy stash and you're like, oh yeah, I read those for the articles. <laughs> That's that's how we act like now. I'm like, well, my brother liked uh, <laughs> the ad here, and I I just happened to be like in the room. I I never watched. You so did, dude. <laughs> it's absolutely true. I never like sat there and watched anything. Like I said, I absorbed some of it. Uh, but it was never my thing, just like like uh, like the sports. You recognized the bedpan before Eleanor did. That's just that's just. <laughs> <laughs> um, one more observation here, though. Um, uh, not even uh, pop culture related, but um, I feel like um, I'm I've for a while it. It didn't hit me until now. The mailmen are definitely the manifestation of of Eleanor. Um, yes, because yeah. uh, I forgot that uh, she's into that. <laughs> um, but this definitely feels like a very Eleanor um, Jason dominated party. Uh, maybe it's because of the wood paneling of the Jacksonville Suites. <laughs> it's it's definitely the setting that sells it. Um, mm-hmm. But there, you know, there were a few nods. Obviously, some of the people were sitting there and reading, which is a cheaty thing, um, or a Jared thing. That like that's it's, it's you also a Jared apparently. Thing. Yeah, that would be my contribution <laughs> to a good place. Um, and the and ice I swan. saw a VIP sign for something, so that had to be that had to be a Tahani thing, and the ice swan. Oh yeah, the ice one. That's yeah, right. but I see like in this thing that we have framed, I see a lot of jaguars and Bortles stuff. I see a lot of mailmen. There's the keg. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's the other. There's the other guest in the sundress, um, like the honey wears, and um, just a lot of wood paneling, a lot of stone cold, and the shrimp machine. 
I'm not seeing the other sundress. I'm only seeing the Tahani. It's between the mailman and the uh, woman uh, in the pajamas and the Jacksonville Jaguar shirt. Hmm. Okay. All right. I got it. Yeah. Um, And uh, Jason did say that that was where his prom (laughs) and traffic court were held, right? Yes. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> he did. <laughs> All right. That I, I liked that. Um and and also so that was one of those the uh, you know it was a it was a not it was a quick payoff yeah. uh of the uh of of Jason saying don't be such a smooth brain. Yeah. I, it... <laughs> I did enjoy that. <laughs> I I promise it's Strictly platonic. Technically, neoplatonic. Whoops. <laughs> Forget I, I made that joke and, and come with me. I'm so nervous to meet her, and I need someone cool there to change the subject if I say something dumb. Sure. Give me one second. Hey, Tahani, this room is filled with some of the most interesting people that ever lived. Chat them up. Learn about their lives. Then, meet back here so that we can make fun of them. <laughs> Elena Shellstrop, I have been training for this day my entire life. I'm so honored by this gesture. This feels right. This will be my new purpose. Everything's falling into place. Great. Let's get to it. Just put on this ceremonial robe. (laughs) Boy, do you have the shoulders for a robe. Oh. Just sign this scroll. I've never signed my name before. What signature type to choose? Uh, Dr. Blob. Or no, athlete who doesn't really care about the kid. Oh, wait, no. Middle school girl with crush on Zac Efron. That way, I can put a little heart over the eye. Perfect. And here is your official medal. Now I know what Mary Lou Retton feels like. (laughs) And great. Now you are officially in charge of The Good Place. I'm sorry. In charge? Yep. You're the boss now. That was all legally binding. And we all quit effective immediately. That is irreversible. So it's all your problem now. Don't try to find us. No take backs. Okay, bye bye. Move, move, go, 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 go. Hello. The good place people are a bunch of fucking jerks. <laughs> well, yeah. We, we knew this from the beginning. Like, it's. It, it, they, you know, well, they went from being uh, like huge pushovers, ineffectual bureaucrat types to being like legitimate, just total assholes. <laughs> just, they kicked uh, the can down the road. Fuck. Well, they, they kicked yeah. the can down the road. That's what Washington bureaucrats do. Um, <laughs> they did. They they signed their problem over to somebody else. They chatted mm. them up so that they would uh, they would be willing to sign off on it, and uh, then they took off and said, "It's your problem now." <laughs> yeah. A um, couple other uh, things here. Uh, Michael looks like he's about to receive a Lincoln Center honor. I uh, do. <laughs> <laughs> I love the robes. <laughs> uh. Like, it's, it's really good contributing um, you know best contribution to uh afterlife uh i guess <laughs> um and uh so um how did I like you the sign way he it? described his signature too yeah though, the like what does it say like the middle eighth grade <laughs> school girl who who has a crush on crush on zach efron so he yeah. can put the heart over the eye <laughs> yeah uh how would you sign your name in middle school uh mr pretentious 
I, you know what? I, uh, my signature actually is a little pretentious. It's always just been like a kind of Dr. Squiggle. Yeah. I, that checks out. So that seems like, yeah. Him. Yeah. I thought it was cool that, uh, and I still kind of do it this way. I, I, I do, uh, sign my name in lowercase. Uh, so when I do my initials, um, it's the, the J and the K are like mixed together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, my signature doesn't look anything like my name. If, uh, you know, if it weren't recorded on everything that I've ever signed so that people could verify that it was my signature, uh, you wouldn't be able to, to tell that it was my name. <laughs> Hello, fellow goods placement. Good. <laughs> is that the correct grammar? By the way? I, I, this is, I, I, Believe it's place people. That, like three times, so I could he- see if I heard it right when he says "fellow goods placement." It's good place people. It's the preferred nomenclature, Michael. Anyone in here? Ideas for improving the good place. Oh, music you can eat. Oh boy, giant mini donuts, not just regular donuts. I don't think he goes over all of them. So. <laughs> for- those who may have missed some it's music you can eat get more chocolate in chocolate uh more hoverboards wait until beyonce gets here ask her to fix it uh fewer hoverboards somehow question mark and then the the giant donuts not uh what not just regular donuts uh dave will what is this dave will explain uh number four isn't such a bad idea wait till beyonce gets here Ask her. She, uh, she'd know what to do. I mean, she she's definitely Beyonce. would. Um, I don't know. Are I, you uh, are you team hoverboard or are you? Oh, I'm team hoverboard. Yeah. I've been waiting for my fucking hoverboard since I saw Back to the Future too. Mm-hmm. Still waiting. I was when I was a kid. Yeah, I was all about that hoverboard. Oh. And the flying cars. Neither are here. I'm sorry, dude. Ni- neither one. So. I'm they were right about so many other things, and they, you know, so I'm waiting. <laughs> Dave will explain. Dave, can you explain? Hi, <laughs> um, are you, uh, are you, are you Hypatia of Alexandria? Yep. How's it hanging? It's hanging really well. Um, I, I gotta say, I was expecting you to be still, you know, ancient Greek. Oh, well, we sort of stay current in this place. One of the big things from Earth recently, um, the Industrial Revolution, Manhattan Project, Gangnam Style. I feel like I get it. It's really hurt. I, I can just tell somehow. It's like, Patia Alexandria. I know, babe, yeah. She's essentially Phoebe, right? Yeah, um, I mean, it, I wrote down here, it all goes back to friends. Uh, yeah, Lisa Kudrow is always is always kind of a little Phoebe because I I think that's just kind of and and I and I say this with all the respect and love in the world for Lisa Kudrow. I was absolutely delighted that she was in the episode. It was she herself. I think is a delight. She's hilarious. Great comic timing. You know that and, she's been in she's been in uh, played roles where she's not. Uh, Phoebe-esque? Phoebe-esque, right? Um, well, yeah. I, I haven't seen a ton of them. 
Uh, like I didn't watch the comeback. I heard the comeback was great, but I didn't see it. But um, you've seen uh, like the opposite of sex. Analyze this. Uh, uh, I haven't seen the opposite of sex. I have seen analyze this. She is Billy Crystal's husband and analyze this. I'm yeah. sorry, wife. Uh, Billy Crystal's wife. <laughs> I believe fiance actually. Fiance. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. It's been a long time since I watched that movie. But yeah, she's done like other like cool. I I, get, I haven't seen the comeback either. I hear people love it. Um, I if I get HBO Max, I'll, I'll give it a chance. Um, but yeah, she's done like other things other than Romy and Michelle and uh, stuff like that. So I mean, I just well, but, but oh, she's an easy A. To her in interviews and stuff. It seems like she's pretty like. Phoebe is sort of uh, a, a, a an elevated, dumbed down version of of uh, something that's closer to who she is. Because it seems like just when she's talking and interviews, that she's very much she's not too far away personality wise from Phoebe. Well, I mean, or Ursula for that matter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to you know bring up the great mad about you um but yeah i mean i i think she's much more intelligent obviously but as far as like the just the sort of mannerisms and everything oh but anyway i was delighted to see her i thought it was a great choice to play this character yeah i mean it does especially it does kind of bring it full circle like with all i was about to say yeah, because as Michael was arguing in the courtroom, she Phoebe was the friend that should get into the good place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, it is. Hi, sorry. I'm Eleanor. This exuberant weirdo is cheaty. We're new in town. First question, how do you get the of in your name? Is it just like where you hung out the most? Like, am I Eleanor of the Cheesecake Factory bar? No, also, is it Hypatia or... Hypatia, or in the ancient Greek, who put to you? There's a lot of fun debate about this. You know what? Just call me Patty. <laughs> okay, well, uh, <laughs> Patty, uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan. I, I had a poster of you on my wall in high school. Well, actually, it was just a, a poster of Trinity from The Matrix, but that's how I imagine you would look because you're so cool. <laughs> oh, is she the reason you got beat up so much? She's one of them. Want to get a milkshake? I haven't been around newbies in a while. You're a little intense. Let's get a milkshake. Yeah, they make a milkshake here that's made out of actual stardust. It's pretty good. Okay, yeah, <laughs> getting milkshakes with Patty. Yeah. Um, but can I ask you a, a couple of questions first? Uh, you were a follower of Plotinus, who claimed that contemplation of our ultimate reality. Wait, 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 wait. Are you, what's it called, um, a think book man? Um, a think read book man. A philosopher, yes. Sorry. It's- been so long my brain is foggy listen carefully before i forget how to say this you gotta help us we are so screwed we are hello i'm tani aljamil i'm pal so i need to ask you who would you geek out what the hell kind of beer is that (laughs) oh it looks like it's 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 an ice beer so which means it's definitely like uh college dorm room in the mid 90s beer mm-hmm. uh, so like Molson Ice or Bud Ice 
Because yeah, it's cold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the wire. Um, anyway, my question was, who would you geek over like that? That's a good question. And I'm not... I mean, maybe Orson Welles. <laughs> um, Leonard Cohen. Yeah, I can see. I can see that. I would do. Yeah, that. I would. I would probably geek pretty hard over, over you know, finding Leonard Cohen. Uh, oh, Bukowski. Yeah. I, if I ran into Bukowski in the afterlife, I would. I would probably fanboy. A bit over over him. I I think uh, would he Vonnegut. It would have been Vonnegut. Vonnegut yeah. and Douglas Adams. I, I yeah. I was gonna, well. I mean, I was going to say Bukowski, but I mean, he'd be. I mean, he would be pretty drunk. I assume. I I don't even think he'd be in the good place. There's no he. doubt that Bukowski would not be in the good place. <laughs> if I were to run in, into Bukowski in the afterlife, I would be waiting for the penis flattener. Um, <laughs> Because I would know where I wound up, uh, but yeah, I would expect that uh, Vonnegut and and Douglas Adams are both really good guys, from what I hear. You know, Vonnegut was a humanist and was always trying to help people, and uh, and uh, uh, and Adams was a, a crusader for uh, uh, animals uh, that were nearing extinction. Uh, so he was all about. Uh, conservation and and, uh, and that sort of thing so I think they might be up there and yeah I would absolutely be uh, losing my shit over running into them what about you probably Joe Strummer oh yeah or Fuck. Bowie that's the thing about being the people that we are is that mm. uh, there are so many choices <laughs> I I I I mean I it would probably think that Strummer's not in the good place. There is a good chance though Slim uh there's a it's very slim possible. chance that I mean, Bowie Joe could be was a good guy. I think Strummer would be in there before Bowie would given uh given the history. Yeah. Um yeah. but either I'd probably geek out hard over Strummer. Uh uh yeah. I'd, I would I would be trying to keep it really cool around Strummer. I'd just be like, "So, how's it going?" Because <laughs> I think if you geeked out too hard around Strummer, he would just leave you standing there. Mm-hmm. Most of the people who I geek out over are still alive. Um, and I mean, when I've met Amy Mann, Elvis Costello, um, you were there when I met Difford and Tilbrook. Uh, like I, I keep it pretty cool. Though the second time I met, uh, second time I met uh, Costello, um, I just was stunned silent the whole time. So, uh, I've been very close to Costello, but I've never actually talked to him. <laughs> um, let me let me be clear. When that, the first time I actually spoke to him, um, there wasn't much said other than. Uh, I really liked the show because for like a minute I didn't realize it was him. <laughs> that was, <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> like he's signing my he's signing armed forces. Like oh my god! <laughs> like what do I say? What do I say? 
I really enjoyed the show, sir. <laughs> I, I, I think that, um, I, I think that having interviewed a lot of people that I really, uh, put on an artistic pedestal and just like having a conversation with them has actually made it so a much cooler, uh, around people now, mm-hmm. uh, around that kind of person. So I like, especially like definitely having interviewed Robin Hitchcock. Um, I mean, that was, uh, having like just a, a really nice, you know, chat. And, mm-hmm. and so th- that has kind of allowed me to, so then when I talked to Lou Barlow and I talked to Joey Burns and, and, you know, other people that I, I really admire, it's, it's kind of been able to, you know, make it so that I could keep things in check and just mm-hmm. be kind of like, keep that kind of, 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 of nerdy, uh, energy at bay a little bit and I'm, I'm sure you must have some of the uh, similar experience you've interviewed a lot of of really I, cool people well i always just want to impress them so they'll be my friend <laughs> like only That's, maybe like three people like celebrity people who i i have interviewed i've actually like have an email or text relationship with um, so like it, <laughs> uh, like I kind of geeked out when Jim Eno followed me back on Twitter, uh, one day, <laughs> uh, huh. the drummer from Spoon, uh, for those of you who don't know, <laughs> um, uh, and, uh, like I, I, like I remember, I distinctly remember finding, uh, Finding out that Eddie Izzard's uh, favorite Bond movie was Iron Majesty's Secret Service, I thought, "Oh, I'm going to open with this, and we're going to be best <laughs> friends." And yeah, um, I, I don't talk to Eddie Izzard uh, anymore. Uh, we don't. We don't yeah, call I guess I don't have any illusions about that, so I'm not. Uh, yeah, I don't know, and the it's it's just made it so I can be much more even keel and yeah. it's just like I want to make sure I get the opportunity to ask the questions I want to ask and yeah. um, so I mean it's not that I admire the work any less or that I'm any any less of a fan of, 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 of any of those people it's just meant that I could have like a, a real genuine conversation and it's been one of the it's been one of the coolest things I've ever done in my life mm. And you know, I, I you know I, I played guitar with Glenn Tilbrook, so it's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, when I'm able, when I have like a focus, like on what I want to talk about, when I don't want to talk about, like, um, like I remember talking to John Flansburg for my Electra article, like because I was so focused and I did so much research and I knew exactly why I wanted to talk about, I could relax and uh, a little bit more and. Uh, not, um, not real, you know, pinch myself and realize that I am talking to, uh, the man who half of the team that came up with, uh, particle man, (laughs) you know? Um, so 
Um, so I, I I think that part of it too is is you know I've I've been having um, you know a lot of time to reflect lately, and I started like recording some self realizations, um, and I think that the chip that I have on my shoulder makes it so that I don't have um, that I don't like to necessarily show a lot of awe in front of somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, like I remember. I mean, I think that this is kind of telling. I, I, I'm sure I've told this story before, but uh, you know, a number of years ago, I think it was probably 2000. Ah, uh, shit! It was uh, Crowded House had just gotten had reunited for the first time in forever. Um, they hadn't put out a new album yet, but they were touring, uh, and they played the Marquee of all places. So I was still I was still married at the time, so it had to be. This has to be, um, you know, maybe 2004, 2005, something like that. Um, well, you're speaking of the marquee in glowing terms, so I mean. <laughs> I, I, no, I'm not speaking of the marquee in glowing terms at all, uh, and never would. But the, uh, <laughs> uh, the... Anyway, so so I was in Tempe, which I was already not happy about, and I hate. Uh, and it's not that I dislike Tempe. There are definitely things about Tempe I love. So Tempe, don't don't get angry at me. Um, it's it's just it's it's especially having to to park around there for the marquee, any show like that. So I was already irritated, uh, and I was walking, and it was the 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 mill bridge, um, and. Uh, I was, <laughs> I was with my ex-wife. We were walking, and I see this party of people walking towards us. I'm like, what the fuck is this? It's like, uh, you know. And I, I always, I, I, I think I've mentioned I get principled about about very specific things. So, it's like, if I'm on the sidewalk and I'm walking, and I have to get off of the sidewalk for a bike. Then I get pissed the fuck off because it's like no, it's it's a bicycle. You should be getting off the fucking sidewalk. It's not a bicycle walk. It's a sidewalk. Um, it's or it's not you know like a side bicycle. It's a sidewalk. I, I get uh, this, because, especially now as a, especially now I get this even more because um, I get a pre, I get my boxers in a bunch whenever um, someone is walking on the wrong side of the street. This uh, is this is what I was saying. Okay, right? Yeah. So this is actually part of my story. Especially um, now, like with COVID, like I don't want to be anywhere near anybody because that's why I'm not wearing my mask. Uh, yes. So my my ex and I we were we were walking on the correct side. We were walking with traffic, and this party comes walking towards us, and they're walking like four or five abreast, and mm-hmm. it is they're taking up the entire sidewalk. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. I am not getting out of the way for these people. I'm just going to walk straight through them. And as we get closer, I realize to my horror that it is Neil Finn and other members of Crowded House (laughs) and their family. (laughs) And I got the fuck off the sidewalk. (laughs) Why didn't you stop and say hi? (laughs) Because I was, it was this sudden, 
Um, like, and I actually, so I met him later after the show and I got something. So he actually signed, uh, his son's CD for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it was, it was a great moment. It was a great show. The whole thing was fantastic. But in that moment, I'm like, I, I had this, this sudden moment of panic because I was so righteous in my indignation and I was so ready to just go off on this. And then I saw who it was, and I couldn't switch gears fast enough. Uh, it's a real missed opportunity. You could have gone to Gordon Biersch and had a pint. Yeah, well, you know, I've, I, 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 it's still a fun story. I, 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 I it's. You could have gone to Rulabula, man. You could have had a pint at Rulabula. Could have. Speaking of one of the things that I enjoy about Tempe, uh, Rulabula. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah. Anyway, it's a fun story, regardless. I think. No, it's good. So. It's good. <laughs> anyway, what were we talking about? Oh, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. Let's get back into the show. Well, welcome to paradise. So, what's your story? Did you cure something? Invent something? I helped the poor in ancient Phoenicia. Excellent. I once had a soul cycle instructor named Phoenicia. <laughs> How did you die? I got a cut on my hand. The year was 2491 BC, so that's pretty much all it took. You got a cut, or you drank water that wasn't hot enough, and then boom, dead. I would have killed for a vaccine, any vaccine. It's crazy that you guys just don't like them now. So, what's your favorite? <laughs> That got me, of yeah. course. <laughs> because <laughs> it, it was already at the time uh, a shot at, a shot at anti-vaxxers, um, yeah. which I, I at, when this first aired, I thought was funny, but now it's like it's uh, it's a little little uh, too prescient. Yeah, it's <laughs> read the room. <laughs> yeah, read the room show that ended eleven months, months ago. ago. <laughs> yeah. All oh, right, it's eleven months ago. Holy shit! God damn, where is the fucking year gone? Part of about living here. I mean, it's perfect. We're all having orgasms literally all the time. <laughs> I died a virgin, so that's real crazy. Okay. It's so nice to get to work alongside another good Janet. Yes, it is. Janet, can I get a Coke? No, a water. No, a lamp. No, a cat. So people just ask you for things with no rhyme or reason? Yes. And then I get them for them. It's great. Can I get a spaceship? No, one huge junior man. No, a Coke. <laughs> wow, this milkshake is incredible. Right? Mm. This is how I spend most of my time. Sitting in beautiful places, drinking my milkshake, slowly peeing into my pants, which instantly evaporates and leaves no trace. Sounds fun. Mm. But didn't you want to tell us how we're all screwed? Ah, damn it. This is the exact problem. <laughs> On paper, this is paradise. All your desires and needs are met, but it's infinite. 
And when perfection goes on forever, you become this glassy-eyed mush person. But no, because no, because Patty, no. Yes, I'm telling you, I used to be cool, man. <laughs> I studied so much things, art and music and the, um, the one with the number piles, where I'd be like two and you'd be like six. Math? Yes, and then I came here, where time stretched out forever, and every second of my existence was amazing, but my brain became this big, dumb blob. So we finally make it into the good place, and now we're just going to become zombies? Why haven't you told anyone about this? Uh... All right, I'm just so... going to start. I'm just going to start. A few things... Well, I'm I'm just gonna start right. Can I start? I'm gonna start. Okay. Because this is this is a moment of pride for me. Okay. Do you remember episode zero? You know when we when we started this little venture. And Wait, so you're talking, when you're saying episode zero, you mean like the the very first thing where we did our little mm-hmm. like intro to the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that when, and I insisted that. Uh, we used to play songs with the word heaven in all the time because we thought we were, you know, really, you know, really fucking clever at that point. I, 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 I see, I think that's a little revisionist. I mean, I haven't gone back and listened to any of the episodes, but I, I, I seem to recall sort of <clears throat> simultaneously thinking of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But whatever. Yeah, but continue. But, yeah. And, and the song that I, I chose was, um, uh, was the talking head song heaven. Because uh, it's a place where nothing ever happens. It's a place where nothing ever happens. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I just want to say I I called it, man. I called it. I told you that I said that heaven would be a place where nothing ever happens, and guess what? That's what happened. It's, well, I mean, it's it's a place where an awful lot of things happen. Uh, this is going to make me take a further digression, though, where um, one of Mark Maron's recent uh, Instagram live things, he actually, somebody asked him about the afterlife and he started quoting that song uh-huh. and then singing the chorus. <laughs> um, and uh, it, was, it was actually pretty great. But, uh, I mean, this is actually, I... I I fully agree. I mean, I I think that this is this is one of my concerns about an afterlife. I think one of the most profound lines in the entire run of the show is when perfection goes on forever, you become this glassy-eyed mush person. Uh-huh. Uh I mean, it's it's said for humorous effect, but I think that um I think that it is one of the most profound statements. I mean, what if if you have too much of, I, I mean, I have a problem with perfection, period. One of the beauties of life and existence is its imperfection. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this idea that, you know, we have, you know, two choices that were provided or, you know, traditionally were provided with, you know, if excluding the middle place, you know, the medium place. You, you've got a bad place where horrible things happen to you all the time, or you've got uh, a place where nothing 
ever goes wrong. It's always perfect. And, you know, you never have to, to work for anything. You never have to strive for anything. You never have to uh, stumble and make a mistake and learn from it. Uh, it, it loses, at that point, any meaning. What's the point? Um, not that some of the accoutrements would, would be unwelcome. I mean, it would be pretty nice to just be walking around having orgasms all the time, uh, especially if there's something where that it uh, just instantly evaporates. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, you better clean up some. <laughs> I, I'm so, yeah, I mean, hey, just constantly orgasming all the time without having to stop to clean up. I think that sounds amazing. Um, I, it's I'm just going to stop you right there. I don't know how anybody would get anything done, but, you know. <laughs> I'm just going to stop you right there. Uh, it's, uh, I, you know, maybe a, pre- a preferable thing would be uh, to just, you know, be able to do so on command. Uh, that way you could have some respite in between. Uh, for instance, to have a milkshake, which that would be uh, just to, to uh, have access to the perfect milkshake. I mean, first of all, this, this episode just made me really, really want a milkshake. Well, what are you doing later? Let's go five and dining. Like we, oh, wait, COVID. <laughs> oh, wait, death. <laughs> oh, oh funny, sad. but it's not. <laughs> Yeah, life. Uh, life is pain. Um, what's that from? That's somebody says that in a line. There's, I swear, it's in some comedy that a woman says life is pain. I don't um, remember. Anyway, that's neither here nor. But I mean, what's what's I I I have gone off on it. What's your take on it? I'm gonna shut up for a minute. Oh, I just wanted to say that I was right. You know that, you know. Um, by the way, life is pain is from the Princess Bride. Um, it's not spoken oh. by a lady. It's spoken by Carrie Elwes. Um, uh, but um, yeah, I yeah, I just just wanted to say that I was right. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, David Burnham was right. Uh, right. Uh, yeah. Know. Or talking heads, I. Uh, but yeah, I just, um, I just want to say from episode zero, I, mean, I was I, right. I think that maybe the Go Go's were right. <laughs> that heaven is a place on earth. Yeah, that's Ooh, um, baby. You know what that's worth. Um, that's not the Go Go's. That's Belinda Carlisle. Uh, oh, okay. Who would? Fine. I, she was in the Go Go's. That it, okay, but it's my apologies, sir, for getting the the celebrated solo work of one Belinda Carlisle confused. Don't apologize me. to me. You apologize to Jane Whedon, okay, for <laughs> associating her with that that peppy pop hit that I don't like. Uh, as much as I like the Go Go's as a group, okay. To be fair, I I would probably be the same level of indignant if you confused uh, the steamy work of Susanna Hoff's solo uh, with the Bangles. <laughs> yeah, I. So you, I know you would. You would. That would be me 
mixing up an Angie Partridge song with the with an XTC hit. I can I can just see you. First of all, there's like no solo Andy Partridge work. I mean, any Andy, Andy, any Andy Partridge solos. You're stuff doing it right now. That was a trap, man. <laughs> his his great EP that he did with Robin Hitchcock called uh, uh, you know, something England or other. Jared, that um, was a trap, and you fell for it. Congratulations, man. <laughs> What's a trap? <laughs> I laid it so well. <laughs> God. Moving on. Amazing, but my brain became this big, dumb blob. So we finally make it into the good place, and now we're just going to become zombies? Why haven't you told anyone about this? About what? Dude. Damn it! We have to find the others right now. There's a map on my shirt. <laughs> Come on! Is it an S or a map? Have you seen Eleanor and Chitty? There's something very wrong with this party, and it's not just that the caviar is being served on top of jello shots. We are the first few people here in 500 years, and no one seems to care. I know. Even the good Janets are kind of weird. They're like, hi there. <laughs> when I do it, it's cool, but when they do it, it's lame. Hey guys, having fun? Great. So, little update. Um, the good place is a disaster. Everyone here is a happiness zombie. And no one is doing anything about it because by the time they realize it's happening, everyone is too far gone to care. Oh dear. Oh, hello. I'm Tahani. Hi, I'm Milkshake. Do you want a milkshake? Uh, okay, <laughs> we need to tell someone before we're too zonked out to remember why we're here. We need to find the committee. The committee is me. I am committee. It's me. <laughs> what? They tricked me and put me in charge of the good place and then literally ran away. And then what happened? The sorting hat put you in Hufflepuff? <laughs> Rested. Come on, I know we have problems. You can't expect me to ignore this. Hang on. We're in paradise. Surely some people here are enjoying themselves. Hey guys, I'm back. Go karting with monkeys got boring really fast. It did? Oh, no. Okay. Um, Michael, would he, wouldn't he be in Slytherin? I, but, no, I don't think so because... Uh, I I don't know much about Harry Potter. I know Slytherin's like the darker, you know, house or whatever. Uh, but it's you know, obviously Michael never really fit in with the demons. I I think that he would be uh, sorted into something nicer, something a little lighter. Okay, yeah, Hufflepuff would. I don't know, uh, viewers or listeners. Uh, <laughs> Those who are more familiar with the Harry Potter crap, yeah. For sorry, those who actually, that's that's cruel and reductive. Uh, yeah, I don't dislike the Harry Potter stuff, but I know people are really into it, and it's a touchy subject, especially with the canceling of J.K. Rowling. So, for uh, I guess what I'm trying to what we're trying to say is, hey, for those of you who've actually read the books and have done more than just watch the movies once, uh, like yours truly. Uh, and me and and jared here um please uh let us know uh twitter Feel free to weigh in and decide yeah. where would michael be sorted yeah we'd like uh, to know maybe we'll share your answer on the air uh on our uh in on our on the finale on the finale i mean don't you want to be you know get some name recognition on a podcast that's um mildly popular 
Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's all in hell you sell it. You should know better, Mr. Shill. Uh, it's the... <laughs> <laughs> on the mildly popular podcast what the fork <laughs> anyways if uh we'd love to hear your answers you know you know the drill what the fork pod at gmail.com or what the fork pod uh on your uh on your twitters um i'll check the instas see if anyone you know puts a picture of harry we, potter we could set up a poll i suppose on on instagram i would have to know how to do that i'm sure i could figure it out um we don't have enough followers on instagram uh to uh i mean not instagram twitter twitter yeah i I could you could do that or you know either way you know whatever it's all bullshit anyway yeah no i mean your opinions are not we would like to hear your opinion yeah we want to know what 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 would what house would michael be in what would be where would he hang? Uh, so, anyway. Get your name mentioned. Oh. <laughs> Jason, your lifelong dream got old that quickly? I mean, monkeys and go-karts was fun for a while. Then I was like, oh, you know what would be cool? Hippos and go-karts. And I was like, yo, what about Draculas with jetpacks? I did like 50 combos, and then I just kind of wanted to hang out with you guys again. Okay, (laughs) that's it in a nutshell. Because you get here, and you realize that anything's possible, and you do everything, and then you're done. But you still have infinity left. This place kills fun, and passion, and excitement, and love, till all you have left are milkshakes. The Good Place (laughs) Committee obviously knew about this. Why didn't they try and solve it? They did. They tried everything. Just last week, they made the unicorns bigger, and then they gave them more horns, and then they made them chubbier. I mean, really, they just made a bunch of weird, fluffy rhinos. The committee members aren't human, so they couldn't understand the problem. The second I showed up, they jumped off this sinking ship and made me captain. Well, I'm not giving up. We worked too hard and went through too much. And I'm not just going to sit back and turn into some slack-jawed, sweatpant-wearing orgasm machine. Oh, my God, I'm describing my dream existence like it's bad. What is wrong with this place? We just redesigned the system, and soon millions of people are going to start pouring in, thinking they're in paradise, only to become a joyless husk. It's Coachella. We've invented cosmic Coachella. Oh, we have to fix this. What if we do... Cosmic Coachella. <laughs> I've never uh, been, you know, I've, <laughs> but I was going to say I've never been uh, as well. But uh, and so consequently, since I've never been, I have no problem with people taking pot shots at Coachella. <laughs> no, neither have I, because I mean, Lord knows, uh, I've always wanted to go. Uh, but <laughs> I'm just not a festival kind of guy, uh, you know. I, I, I have been to Innings Fest a couple of times, and every time I go, it's to cover something. And uh, each time, it's like, you know what? If I didn't, if I wasn't covering this, I wouldn't go. Um, it's because that many people and that, and you know, as as has been proven, it's not the best idea in the world because you get that many people in one area, they get uh, sick and pass on deadly diseases. So. I'm right. <laughs> You're wrong, man. It's a one-stop shop. <laughs> and hey, 
I, I, I was there when someone actually did have a deadly disease and uh, he lived and I lived and didn't get sick and, you know, it's okay. I, I just, I don't think that festivals and, and I, I enjoyed a couple of things about them. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that I had, you know, I was there, I, I, I had some good experiences, but overall, just as somebody who loves live music, I don't see a festival as being uh, the most conducive experience to, uh, like the experience that's most conducive to being able to really enjoy it. Because even if the show itself is great, a lot of the time you got people jostling you around all over the place. It's not, you know, and there's this crush of people. If you want to get in a decent spot to go hear anything closer to the stage, and uh, it's, I, I don't know, I'm I'm just getting too old for this shit. <laughs> That's what it comes down on. I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> okay, Murtaugh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what I did to you in the original neighborhood. Erase their memory every once in a while. That way, paradise would seem fresh and, and new. You were doing that to torture us. Actual paradise can't use the same playbook as hell. Okay, well, I have a solution. Remember what I said to you when you were going through your midlife crisis one earring red convertible phase? <laughs> you look so stupid. <laughs> After that. You said that every human is a little bit sad all the time because you know you're going to die. But that knowledge is what gives life meaning. The way to restore meaning to the people in the good place is to let them leave. Leave and go where? This is the last... Oh. <laughs> Can we just do that? You're the head of the good place now. Seems to me, you can do whatever you want. Where is Michael? <laughs> okay. I, I think that's genius, actually. Mm -hmm. I, if This is the point in the show where, to again, to quote Eleanor, she says, the way to restore meaning to the people in the good place is to let them leave. And mm -hmm. I think that's fucking genius. If If... If there is an afterlife and I go to the good place, I would definitely want that because I think, that, again, that that's one of the most prescient, wonderful things about existence is that we know it has an end at some point. And hopefully, if you live right, you use that knowledge to um, cram as much living as you can into the time that you have. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so then if you were to take that to the afterlife and, you know, it's, it's at that point then sweetened by the, the sweat, you know, the, the, the difference being that, um, that, that you have the choice of when you're done, uh, so you can do as many, as much cool shit as you want and then see, um, I'm, I'm out, uh, I think that's fucking brilliant. But what does that make the good place then? Like, like what happens? It's the ultimate reward. Right. But like once you leave, then like what you're just done. Yeah. And then I just, 
Yeah, I just... I, I, I like the idea that you're done. Like, that your soul's no more, I guess. I just... I, I, it's like there's the good place and then there, like, there's, it's like this. Wait, you, you want there to be a better place? Oh, the best place. <laughs> <laughs> they I, I invented just, the best place. I, maybe it's easier for me to swallow as somebody who, who doesn't believe that we have anything to look to beyond this existence. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know that being said, I I think that um, that and again that invites some of the mystery back because then if I th- I think part of the cool thing is the not knowing for sure. Mm-hmm. I have my beliefs, uh, but I don't know if that's right. I, I there's no way to tell until I'm dead, um, and. You know, then then what? It's always the then what. So if there is a good place or there is a bad place, then what? Mm-hmm. Um, if there is no then what, then yeah. I mean, it becomes just a, a pointless uh, slog. Mm. Okay. <laughs> okay. I we you know we reach these points in these conversations where I. I I uh, am having a very heated debate about something with nobody. You're you're the only person who gets heated about this. If I'm just like, cool man, <laughs> that's real I'm all, cool. I'm ready to to have a real like discussion about this, and I have, feel very passionate about it and making my point. I just and. It, uh, and uh, I just want to know what happens when you open the door. Like, what happens to your soul? Is it done? Is it is it done? Is it like go through a shrier, like some soul shrier that like, um, like just. Well, and see, I'm happier not knowing. I think that uh, it would be you know. I have a real problem with this. It, if you dissipate, maybe you get recycled. Maybe you get you know you get uh, it's it's a form of reincarnation. Maybe your mm-hmm. essence gets uh, split up and put into new life forms. Uh, you know, and that would be okay. I, I guess that would kind of fall with like the with the philosophy of the show that is like this. Um, like this hodgepodge of um, the best of what of Buddhism, of uh, Protestantism, of Catholicism. Well, I don't know if there's anything good. I don't know if there's anything good about Catholicism. Sorry, Catholics. <laughs> <laughs> um, like it, it just kind of takes the best of Buddhism and Christianity, and uh, you know, kind of puts it together. But I just want to know, like, what happens. I like, like how you're leaving out Judaism. I don't know enough to like declare (laughs) (laughs) the best of Buddhism and Christianity and, and yada, yada, yada. Did Jason just yada, yada, yada the rest of, of religions? (laughs) (laughs) Don't do this, man. Don't do this. You're the one who wanted to have the debate, man. We're debating. <laughs> okay? And guess what? 
I want to know what happens when they open the fucking door, okay? I want to know what happens to the soul, man. I want to know what happens to it. Does it go through, like, a, like a Shrier? Or is it, again, like, what you think? Is it, like, reincarnated? What do I get reincarnated as? Do I get reincarnated as a person? Do I become a snail? Um, do I become a bedbug? What the F happens? That's why I want to know, Jared. Because, like... Well, are, and there's no answer. So Are, are we that's, infinite? I mean, again, that's... Like, are we infinite? Jason, or this is why our dynamic works. You want to know. You want the certainty. Yeah. I just want to know if I, we're infinite. I would rather not know. I, so. I would rather have it be a mystery. I don't... Uh, it's beyond my control. And it's, it's I think... Uh, I, I don't want to say healthier, but, uh, you know, it, it makes me a little more at peace to mm-hmm. be like, well, if it's beyond my control and I... It's it's ineffable. It's unknowable. Uh, I'd rather not worry about it. No. I have to know, Jared. I have to know if we're infinite or not. Like what happens to us? But that's Here, okay. So here's the thing: if but, I find out, I'll tell you. Okay, sounds great, man. <laughs> sounds great. I, I look forward. Uh, I think what's going to happen is is that um, if you die first, uh, God forbid, uh, that you will come back. Uh, and you will be um, the you will turn you will be um, reincarnated as Jimmy Cricket. Um, you will be an animated um, uh, insect that only I can see, and we'll get into some crazy misadventures, um, probably with me uh, talking to you uh, and on the sidewalk, um, and everyone who drives by thinks I'm crazy. So I come back as Harvey. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, hello, Harvey. <laughs> That's a terrible Jimmy Stewart. Um, <laughs> I, anyway, yeah, I mean, uh, no, I, I would like to come back as a cat. Are you kidding? My cat, uh, she has the fucking sweet life. I'd okay. Like to come back as a cat. So then you come back as a cat, you get hit by a car. What happens to you then? I don't know, but there's something that sounded like an explosion in my neighborhood. <laughs> a, a, a percussive like thing that happened that was loud enough to set off car alarms. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Uh, anyway, um, that's sure making it hard to concentrate. So, I'm sorry, what was your question? Um, you come back as a cat. You get hit by a car. What happens? Do you go through this process again? Yeah, I guess. Um, do you go? I mean, but if cats have nine lives, uh, yeah, I got eight more chances. Do you go to the good cat um, place? The cat place? <laughs> the good cat place, which doesn't exist because, you know. What? <laughs> what are you saying, sir? I think you know. What are you saying, and uh, why is it wrong? Um, <laughs> I don't give a shit what happens to humans, one way or the other, but you take that shit back about cats. You better surf the tape, buddy. <laughs> cats, cats go to fucking kitty heaven, and they have the best lives ever. I'm stirring the tape. I don't. Th- I don't believe in a, in a human afterlife, but fuck it. I believe in a cat afterlife. Start stirring the tape. <laughs> okay.
nothing to do but announce the big change. Whatever happens, it's cool, my babies. It's very cool. <laughs> Did you smoke that weed, bud? <laughs> I did. I was kind of freaked out, so I smoked some grass. But now, great. Let's change the afterlife and then Taco Bell. Oh, oh baby. <laughs> okay. I'm going to do the talking. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Can I have your attention, please? Hi. My name's Eleanor Shellstrop. Hope you're having fun at our Florizona British Library extravaganza. <laughs> I guess you don't really have fun anywhere, which is the point. It doesn't seem like this is paradise for you. You've basically been on a never-ending vacation, and vacations are only special because they end. So we have an idea. We're gonna set up a new kind of door, um, somewhere peaceful so that when you feel happy and satisfied and complete and you want to leave the good place for good, you can just walk through it and your time in the universe will end. You don't have to go through it if you don't want to, but you can. And hopefully knowing that you don't have to be here forever will help you feel happier while you are. What will happen when we go through it? Well, we don't really know exactly. All we know is it will be peaceful and your journey will be over. You led great lives. You earned your place here. So stay here as long as you like. Use the green doors to see and do every single thing you want to see and do. And when you're ready, walk through one last door and be at peace. Does that... Sound good? Seems like they're into it. It's DJ Music! Make some noise! That's my boyfriend! See, only in heaven <laughs> would Jason be able to be a DJ. Only in heaven, or not heaven. Oh. Uh, I also like that uh, Michael's into Taco Bell. <laughs> Only when he's on the jazz lettuce. <laughs> um, you want to go get some Taco Bell there? Only if I have some jazz lettuce before. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, that uh, I, I can't imagine. I, I I haven't had Taco Bell in probably twenty years, so uh, it it just I can't. It would have to. I would have to be high in order for that to sound like a great idea. Well, like the last time I had was literally weeks ago. What I referred to as the nachos episode because we talked about <laughs> nachos so much. Got <laughs> Taco Bell. Uh. Yeah, and, and 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 I didn't. I decided to make nachos the next day with more wholesome ingredients. Yeah, um, well, and, good for uh, you. And I enjoyed them immensely. I uh, I enjoy my trash nachos immensely. Thank you very much, sir. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm not trying to belittle your experience, and I'm not trying to say one of us is better than the other. I'm just saying really because. I mean, it might sound that way in my tone and in the words I'm choosing, but that's not what I mean to say. You, you can't even not be pretentious about nachos, man. 
That's correct. You, yeah. you are right. Uh, I will. I will take that shot as a, as a, you know uh, a a. a, a I don't know. I'm you, out of words. I'm you actually, could be. I'm becoming a glass-eyed mush person. You, you, be, you could be the Jonathan Lethem of fast food. <laughs> See what I did there? I brought back. You did. Nice callbacks. Yeah, I did. So now you have to listen to the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you'll be able to enjoy things again. Art, math, philosophy, like you used to. Yeah, me too. I'd been dreaming of ending the ennui of this eternal existence for a long time. But now, I think I'll stick around for a while. It felt good to uh, make brain words. Still mushy. <laughs> I'll get it back. Well, we're lucky we ran into you. It saved us. That's not what saved you. your friendship yeah no i got it I'm sorry <laughs> still not sharp kept most of it the same even made myself a office nearby jason i i kind of took a wild guess i finally get to accomplish my goal of living in a stupid nicks i know anything you do for eternity <laughs> gets boring but i swear i will never get sick of wings <laughs> Well, I'll see you all tomorrow. And every tomorrow after that. You know, Michael, at the end of the day, you were right. Everything is fine. been looking for since the day we met. Time. And I think that's what the good place really is. It's not even a place, really. It's just having enough time with the people you love. You're right. And we have as long as we want. If you keep hogging this blanket, I'm probably going to walk through that door in like three days, so... that's that's the part that uh made me really sad made me very sad and feel sad and lonely Um, well because that's i mean that's i would love to have that you know just uh hanging out on the couch somebody under the blanket Mm -hmm. you know ribbing each other that's um and by ribbing, I mean like uh, that nothing uh, sexual. By the way, that's just exchanging barbs, uh, mm-hmm. joking around with each other. That's what I'm talking about. Inside jokes and such. I'm saying, yeah, yeah, that's that's what that's what I'm saying. Well, you have that here over Zoom, uh, dude. Yeah. That's not the same. I'm, I'm sure it isn't. <laughs> Because I, mean, uh, I don't want to sleep with you afterwards. That's uh, true. And I don't have boobs. Well, I do, but... <laughs> <laughs> but probably not the kind yeah. you like. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah. So, that was... That that at the very end, I was like, oh. That's, uh, oh. 
Oh, well. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. So, that's, um, that's, that's the penultimate episode. Yeah. Next, next week. Next week we talk the ultimate episode. <laughs> yes. Um, the finale. The, the uh, three-hour extravaganza, as it were. Uh, I don't think we're going to go three hours. We might. Uh, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Well, I mean, um, if anyone wants a sneak preview, they can go back to the time when we did the live recording after the finale. Yeah, I I have some fond memories of that experience, and then it's also tied to uh, tied to some other things. So yeah, uh, like the person I was there with. So it's uh, it has some bittersweet. Um, Me? <laughs> bitters- no, no, I know, I know, I know. Dude, <clears throat> it, yeah, it's it's fine. Anyway, uh, it's it's I'm over that. It's fine, whatever. But I'm gonna have to go back and re-listen to it because I would be interested. Uh, I'm gonna watch the episode, then go mm. back and re-listen to our our first uh, reactions, mm-hmm. and uh, and then see if uh, if any of my opinions have changed. And uh, it'll yeah. be. Uh, We'll have to kind of like compare and see what we thought this time versus last time. Yeah, who knows? I might do that too. <laughs> um, and I might completely forget because I never, you know, other than watching the episode uh, and occasionally Googling uh, one of the the uh, philosophical works that they're discussing. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, I, I do very little research for this show, so... <laughs> I mean, we both did not look up. Uh, I was surprised that neither you nor I had looked up uh, um, uh, Carly Kloss uh, to prepare for this this week's episode. Uh, yeah, but then you went ahead and looked it up while we were recording. So there you go. Yeah, uh, thank uh, you, Arnett. <laughs> and we didn't look up to see if if uh, if if Lisa Kudrow's character was real. Oh, I just assumed. You assumed that she was real? I, well, Lisa Kudrow is real. She's a real person. Uh, well, Lisa Kudrow is real, yes. But is, um, what, was the, what was the name of the character? Now all I can think of her as is Patty. Well, um, it's um, the pronunciation they were uh, kind of fuzzy on. Hypatia. Hypatia of Alexandria. Hypatia, real person. Oh. All uh, right. Born uh, circa 350 to 370 prominent thinker of the Neoplatonic school in Alexandria where she taught philosophy and astronomy. All right. So Way there you go. go. There you go. We Hypatia, a real person. Old Patty. Ha <laughs> <laughs> anyway, ha. Anything you'd like it. to add, you know, sir? I, I don't have anything else to add. It's a great episode. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit, uh, despite the sadness at the end. And uh, it's... Uh, I believe that's what the kids call bittersweet, Jared. 
Whatever. <laughs> but uh, I'm looking forward to to uh, as uh, on the one hand, as much as um, as as I'm sad to to get to the end of the show, I am also excited to be uh, done with it um, and to move on to to some other things. So um, we've got the one more episode and. Uh, and uh, looking forward to to discussing it again and All seeing right. if our thoughts have changed on it. So uh, beyond that, um, this is our this is our last episode before Christmas. So uh, a happy one to you if you uh, if you celebrate that. Yeah. And um, and uh, be sure to mask the fork up. You know, it's uh, it's it's very exciting that the vaccine is is en route and people are beginning to get uh, vaccinated. The first rounds are out, so that's exciting. But it's still a long road ahead, so be sure to mask the fork up. And um, and beyond that, uh, take it sleazy for the holidays, chili babies. Yeah, real sleazy. <laughs> Why do you gotta <laughs> that did not sound organic. That sounded wrong. <laughs> but but that's where we're ending. So uh <laughs> hope you're happy with that. <laughs> production if you enjoyed this podcast why not check out one of our other fine podcasts available from hootandwaddle.com apple podcasts spotify stitcher or any number of podcast apps if you'd like to support hoot and waddle and get access to an exclusive member only podcast receive discounts on merch and more go to patreon.com forward slash hootandwaddle